Hello and welcome to the Tom and Vine Podcast. It is November 17th. It is a Friday and it is a late night edition of the TDP. And like Jimmy Chitwood once said, I think it's about time for me to come back and play some ball. And I think it's time for me to come back and make some podcasts. Because you know what? It's been about a solid month since I've done an episode. And you know what? We don't have Patrick Feltz on today. Uh, I do want to congratulate Patrick, though. He just got a uh, job with the Indianapolis Pacers. So congrats to him. He is uh, a little bit busy at the moment, but he will be back next week. He will be back next week. So uh, he will definitely be back. So we want to wish him all the best. He's taking this week off. Uh, just thought I'd give him a week off to relax and he'll be back next week and while I'm here uh, I do want to say that we will have uh, a special guest on next week he's been on the program before uh, we are going to uh, reboot restart reboot whatever you want to call it we're bringing Jack Callison back on for Thanksgiving week so if you guys miss Jack being on Thanksgiving week we're going to have him next week. We love bringing him on. It's also not just NFL uh, season, but it's also starting to be college basketball season. We have Feast Week going on. We like to bring him on. He likes to do our picks of the NFL. And then we also talk uh, college basketball with him. Feast Week, uh, him and Patrick do a podcast. Uh, so go ahead and, and check that out. Uh, it's on Spotify and Apple. I believe it's uh, on the bubble. So go check that out. He will be on the program next week, and Patrick will will be on as well. But, yeah, the long overdue return, uh, enough of this horsing around. Let's let's get into this because it has been a long, long, long time since I've seen, heard, and talked to you guys. Uh, Since I've been away, things have been getting very interesting in the National Football League. Uh, of course, tonight, uh, Thursday night football, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Cincinnati Bengals 34-20. to Mark Andrews, of course, was injured for the Baltimore Ravens. A couple injuries for both sides, but for, for the Bengals, Joe Burrow uh, was injured tonight. He had something wrong with his throwing uh, wrist. There's actually a play, uh, or not a play, but he's on the sideline during the game, and you can tell uh, his reaction when he throws, uh, there's something wrong with his wrist. So he he is going to be uh, evaluated for, for what's really going on there. Um, but, yeah, so those are some major injuries from tonight's game. Really, once Burrow came out for the Bengals, they really had no, sh- no chance, really. Jake Browning just does not have enough experience uh, at the quarterback position, and, and the Ravens were able to win at home. Uh, the Bengals have not won a Thursday night game since 2012. So, <laughs> it's been quite a while since they've been successful uh, on Thursday night especially. So, that was the final there. Um, but, yeah, very interesting NFL as it comes into week 11. We are in week 11, people. It's crazy. Just a couple weeks here. But, as we start to look forward to Thanksgiving in the NFL playoffs... Uh, standings become very important now. Uh, teams in the division, we have a very tight 
couple of divisions in the in the league. Uh, the the toughest and the and the closest right now, I would say, is the AFC North, where Baltimore is eight and three. Since the net or Cincinnati's five and five after the loss tonight, Baltimore's eight and three. Pittsburgh is six and three, and Cleveland is six and three. That is probably the closest division um, as as of now. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFC, uh, and and then of course the AFC is probably right now. I'd say the best team in the AFC as of now is Baltimore. But that, I mean, that's subject to change with Kansas City and with Miami uh, being there as well. Um, and I will say in the NFC, it's probably, like I said, Philadelphia and then Detroit. I think uh, Detroit now being 7-2, and two, being in part of the NFC North, uh, and taking that division, uh, you take a look at that. I mean, Minnesota has uh, climbed up the ladder now. They are 6-4. and four. They start out the season 0-4. They've, they've been winning uh, a good amount of ball games. And Green Bay, 3-6. and six. What can I say? Jordan Love's just trash. I've called it all season. Every time he's in the red zone, it's going to be an interception. Chicago has not had Justin Fields for a couple weeks. Trevor Badgent has been in. Nothing nothing really there. I, you take a look at the NFC South, as we predicted, very close. Saints are 5-5 five and five right now in that division. Still anyone's division except for Carolina, who's 1-8. and eight. They're done. Uh, Tampa's four and five. Atlanta's four and six. Um, and then you look at the NFC West. San Francisco and Seattle are six and three. Seattle's dropped off a little bit. Um, and San Francisco has dropped off a little bit, but they're still both pretty, pretty solid teams that are going to be vying for playoff spots. That division they play next week on Thanksgiving night on NBC. So Seattle and San Francisco that's going to be a big one on Thanksgiving. Um, some teams in the NFC, I would say they're still hanging around. I'd say Atlanta, Washington. Um, I'd say probably those are probably the teams I really think maybe could still get a a wild card. Uh, I think New York, Green Bay, Chicago, Carolina, Arizona. Pretty much the Rams are done, I think, as well. Uh, I thought the Rams could maybe make a push. We'll see. Um, they're still on the fence for me. But then you take a look back at the AFC. So we're just kind of bouncing around a little bit. But um, Denver is a team right now where they're four and five. But you take a look at their schedule, and, and, and you know, we we uh, since we last saw you, they've really been they've been winning some games. And I mean, they beat a very good Kansas City team at home. Now that was uh, with Mahomes that was sick, but they still won that game, twenty-four to nine. They beat the Bills this Monday. On a uh, last-second field goal, beat the Bills in Buffalo. Uh, they beat a pretty terrible ta- Packers team by two points. Um, but I will say, Denver is looking quite interesting, and Russ looks kind of like the old Russ again. And that offense is starting to click a little bit. They can run the ball. Things are looking up for Denver. It's a very crowded AFC playoff picture. But uh, you look at LA in that division as well, four and five. Vegas is 5-5 five and five now. They got rid of Josh McDaniels, which ever since they fired Josh McDaniels, it seems like a whole new ball club. And Aiden O'Connell's a pretty good quarterback. They're just playing so hard for Antonio Pierce right now. They look really good. Um, they play the Dolphins this week. That should be an interesting ball game, to say the least. Look at the AFC South. Jacksonville, probably the leader in the, dog ho- in the house right now. 
Uh, Houston, surprisingly, is 5-4. and four. That is a team that I think none of us really expected to do much of anything this year, but the combination of C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell is uh, becoming one of the most lethal combinations in the AFC, believe it or not. And this team keeps winning ball games, and they're going to contend for an AFC playoff spot. They're going to contend for maybe the division. You never know. Houston still, I believe, has uh, Jacksonville. They have Jacksonville one more time. They beat Jacksonville 37-17. to They play them again here in a couple weeks. So that's going to be a huge game uh, here against Jacksonville and, and Houston, a game that really for a lot of years has not meant anything. This year will mean something. Uh, as we mentioned before, the AFC North, you know, everybody's playing each other. But right now, Cincinnati is at the bottom of the totem pole at 5-5. Five and five. Pittsburgh and Cleveland play each other this weekend. Those are both 6-3, and three, so that'll figure each other out. And then Baltimore's at the head of the table at 8-3 and three in that division. So, you know, they're looking to be probably the winners of that. And I think they could pretty much run away with this division because I think Deshaun Watson being out for Cleveland is massive. Um, I think he was actually starting to get a groove there. And now that he's having this uh, season-ending surgery, uh, they now have to rely on either Phillip Walker or, you know, uh, Dorian Thomas-Robinson. Yeah, it's just not going to work. I mean, I'll be honest. Cleveland... You had a good run. This team is cursed. I, I know Browns fans. Um, I know a select few. They just feel like they're cursed, and this continues to be the thing. And Deshaun, I finally thought, was kind of playing a really, really a lot better. And now he's done. Season's over for him. And Nick Chubb's done. He's been done for a while, too. Just the injuries with this team, just killing him. But, uh, We'll see what Cleveland can do. I will, I'll will. i be interested to see if they can still make a playoff run without their starting quarterback. Pittsburgh is one of those teams where I look at them and I'm like, how are they 6-3? and three? It doesn't feel like they should be 6-3 and three because you look at their schedule. They barely beat the Packers, 23-19. Trash team. Barely beat the Titans on a Thursday night. Trash team. Beat them by four. Uh, they lost to the Jaguars. They only beat the Rams by a touchdown. They beat the Ravens by a touchdown. Pretty impressive. They lost to the Texans, which isn't looking that bad right now. Uh, barely beat the Raiders. Barely beat the Browns and get killed by the Niners. So, you know, <laughs> you kind of wonder, like, how did Pittsburgh beat Baltimore? How did they beat some of these teams? And they're just sitting there at 6-3, and three, and Mike Tomlin's like, yeah, we can still win this division. Very close. Very close division, to say the least. And I think wrapping up the AFC East, I mean, I think this is Miami's division to lose. I- I'll say this. Um, Buffalo has looked very lackluster. They have not looked good for a couple weeks now, and it looks like they're just trudging through the season. And, and I'll say this. I think, including my uh, partner here on the show, uh, Mr. Feltz decided, hey, we're going to pick Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> my friend, whew, that might be one of the worst takes in a while because uh, they lost to the Patriots a few weeks ago. They barely beat the Buccaneers, who turned out to be garbage, lose to the Bengals, and lose to the Broncos. Bengals and Broncos aren't the greatest teams. They're still fighting for AFC playoff picture spot, but they're not that great. They should have lost that game to the Giants a few weeks ago. They lose to the Jags in London. Okay, They really haven't looked good since they beat the Dolphins. 
Really. I mean, ever since they beat the Dolphins, I think they've not looked good. Ever since they come back from London, ever since they played that London game, came back, they have not looked the same. They've looked terrible. Josh Allen is turning over the football. That is not uh, a quarterback uh, thing to do. It's not, it's not something you want to do if you are a quarterback. So I will say, ever since ever since Buffalo's gotten back from Jacksonville and the game in London against Jacksonville, they just haven't been the same. They should have lost that Giants game. I'm serious. That was a Sunday night. Should have lost it. They didn't. Um, they've been playing pretty bad. And to be honest, they're starting to reel a little bit. And I'd say I told you so, but this might be the time where we start be like, oh man, maybe we be maybe we blew too much smoke up Buffalo's ass. That's, that's something we might we might want to consider uh, as we move along here in this season. But uh, as we move along to Thanksgiving and week eleven and week twelve, um this is the Famous John Madden quote. This is, you want to be playing your best football around this time. Buffalo's not doing that. And Buffalo's really not looking like a playoff team to me right now. But you never know with Buffalo. Their offense can get really explosive. I'm surprised they really haven't incorporated Leonard Fournette at all in the offense. Is he washed up? Who knows? I'd at least like to see him a little bit. Instead of James Cook, who fumbles all the time. So... We'll just see with Buffalo. But I will say, here we go. Let's get into the categories. Let's get into the slate. So, LL Cool J, uh, who do I love uh, the most this week? You know what? You know what I really love this week? I love Bailey Zappi for, (laughs) and here's why, trying to act like he's Dan Marino with the fake spike in Frankfurt, Germany, at the end of the game, when you're down 10-6, to and you're trying to get points, you're trying to win the game, Mac Jones is benched, and what is Bailey Zappi going to do? He's going to fake spike it with 20 seconds left, and he's going to throw it down the field and throw a horrendous pick to the Colts defense. I love it. He thought he was being vintage Dan Marino. He thought he was trying to outsmart everybody. Nope. You're a moron. You don't deserve to play football. You're terrible. You play for a terrible team. Bailey Zappi. Who do I love this week? I love Bailey Zappi for doing the dumbest thing possible. Doing an absolutely fake spike. Unbelievably stupid play. Love it. Love Bailey Zappi this week. All right, let's take a look at the Dougal this week. Who's the Dougal this week? There's so many choices as I just dropped my phone, let me pick up my phone. And let's talk about Dougals of the Week. How about a Dougal I think we can pick this week. Hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking, hmm. How about we take, you know... This is very hard for me. No, it's not. It's Bill Belichick. The Patriots have been so bad this season. And we've talked about it on the show at length. And I think for the remainder of the season, unless something absolutely changes, I'm going to keep... Uh, and there might be some stuff that will. But for for, the, for this week, Bill Belichick's my Dougal. And the fact that um, 
He just continues as if everything's okay. It's not. You bench Mac Jones, who's obviously not good. We all know he's not good. You now put in Bailey Zappi. Now you've put yourself in a corner, you know, and and who are you going to start? You're playing this game every week. Listen, you have the bye week this week, okay? You just got off the, the Frankfurt game. If I'm New England, I shut it down, okay? I'd start Zappi the rest of the year. And then I'd really consider... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Bless me. Goodness gracious. My apologies. Um, I, if I were New England, I'd really start to think about tanking. And I don't know if they have already. And obviously Mac Jones isn't the guy when you sit him in the fourth quarter with you know five minutes or whatever to go. Obviously that's not your guy. Bailey Zappi is obviously not your guy. So, with that being said... I think New England has to do the impossible. I think they have to tank. Unless Bill, because, you know, and I know Bill's trying to go for that record, right? The win record. And that's all great. But if you're Robert Kraft, what are, what are you supposed to do here? I mean, obviously you're not going to fire Belichick, right? It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. I think you either got to sit him down and say, hey, you got to retire. We got to move on. We got to think of the future. Are you in the plans for the future here? I don't know. And I'd be looking at maybe Caleb Williams or trading for somebody. Because right now the quarterback room is uh, a bottomless pit of, of, of despair. It, it is literally nothing. There's nothing there to uh, sit there and be like, oh my gosh, you know, how, how are we going to fix this? We have to draft. We have to draft a quarterback. We have to tank and draft a quarterback. We have to. We got to. We got to try and tank, or we or trade with the Bears for the pick. I, I I don't know what you do if you're New England. I'm not a GM. I, I'm not a money man. I I can't sit here and, and and preach to you the money aspect of it, or can it happen? Will it happen? Should it happen? You know. But if I'm just sitting here and kind of kind of being the guy on the bar stool saying, listen, you know, this is what New England needs to do. They need to get a quarterback. That That is the number one problem at this point. Uh, it all starts from there, really. They've had injuries on the defensive side of the ball as well. That's not helped, but the quarterback play hasn't helped either. So, that that's – and Bill Belichick is that to blame. I don't know, but I'm going to blame him because he's the head coach and he's my Dougal, and that's just how it goes. And don't get me wrong, I love seeing when New England does bad. It makes me happy. So, give me give me Bill Belichick. Give me the New England Patriots. Dougal's all around. Terrible fake spike uh, in Frankfurt. Horrible play. Dan Marino was so astonished and so disappointed in Bailey Zappi for trying his play. Bad Bailey Zappi. All right. Well, enough of that. Enough of the awards. Let's get into the slate. It's week 11. We're a week away from Thanksgiving. It's my favorite time of the year. We have college basketball starting up now officially. Teams are actually starting to play real teams and not D2 teams. They're actually playing real other good competition. It's starting to get to be feast week. And then we have Thanksgiving. But we also have week 11. And here we go. 
the start of week 11. We had it tonight, Thursday night. Bagels-Ravens, we already know about that one. But then we also head to the AFC North as well. Browns and Steelers. Cleveland's favored by one. Yeah, so <laughs> here's the deal. Okay, I understand why Cleveland's favored. All right, it's at home. I get that. But I think without Deshaun, I think somehow Pittsburgh finds a way to win this. Um, listen, okay, it's gonna be 57. It's gonna be nice, nice for Cleveland. Over under 32 and a half. I don't know if that hits, but I will say I think Pittsburgh does win. I think it is a field goal game. I think it is close. I think Cleveland's defense sticks around with Pittsburgh's offense for the most part. Creates some trouble, chaos for Kenny Pickett. But at the end of the day, I think the Steelers find a way to win. Mike Tomlin is the reason they win. Give me the Steelers on Sunday over the Browns. All right, this is actually a pretty good game. I... Uh, didn't think it would be coming into the season, but Cardinals at Texans. And I will say, the Cardinals, for being 2-8, and eight, are one of the most entertaining 2-8 and eight teams I think I've seen in quite a while. Because when they had Josh Dobbs, they were pretty good. Kyler Murray comes back. Now Josh Dobbs is playing really well for the Vikings right now, uh, coming out of nowhere. So he was playing really well for the Cardinals. Cardinals trade him uh, for the deadline. Now he's playing well for the Vikings. Um... And Kyler Murray's back. And he played uh, d- decently on Sunday, I feel like. Um, you know, it was a few days ago. My memory's a little hazy. But what I can say, I can give you these stats. And, you know, look at Murray. I mean, for now, 19-32 this season, 249. Okay. It's the first week back. Guys that played in nine weeks. I mean... He's making some moves, doing some things. It's not the worst game ever. I, Texans are favored by four and a half. I think Arizona covers. It is in the dome. So weather's obviously not going to be a factor either way. Um, I think Arizona covers. Texans do win, though. I think it's a really close game. Um at the end of the day, I think C.J. Stroud's the difference. And that offense with Tank Dell, they just make that work. They're finding ways to make this offense work, and I kind of like the Texans to make it to make the playoffs. I kind of like them now, to be honest. So give me Cleveland – or give me – sorry. Give me Houston to beat Arizona. Uh, the Titans facing off against the Jags. I can't remember if we call this El Trashico. At least we used to. Titans are really bad. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty pooey. Um, Jacksonville's favored by seven at home. I, I like that for them. I think it's pretty good. Uh, Jaguars uh, on a on a streak here. Uh, looking for the first three game winning streak against the rival Titans since two thousand five two thousand six season. Wow. Yeah, Tannehill this season. Uh, two touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah. Uh, that just tells you how bad Titans are right there. Um, it's supposed to rain. It's going to be a pretty sloppy game, I think, in Jacksonville. 39 and a half. Uh, I don't think that it gets to that. Um, yeah, I think Jacksonville wins. I don't 
think it's going to be high scoring at all whatsoever. I think it's going to be a sloppy, sloppy game. It's going to be raining. It's going to be a lot of running the ball. It's going to be a sloppy AFC South game. Field goals galore. Give me Jacksonville against uh, Tennessee. All right, Raiders at the Dolphins. Dolphins favored by 13-and-a-half. That is a high spread. Um, apparently 80 degrees in Miami on Sunday. going to be good weather. Uh, the over-under is 46-and-a-half. Um, believe it or not, I actually like the Vegas Raiders to cover this. Um, I think now that Pierce has gone and become their head coach, they are really like playing with a new energized spirit. I think they're so happy to have Josh McDaniels out of the uh, program. And I think they're just happy to see any other coach besides McDaniels. And they're happy to have Antonio Pierce. They're playing for him. They're playing hard for him. He's motivational. He's an inspiration to a lot of people. And he, he's got this team motivated. And I think, I don't think they will win on Sunday, but I do think they will cover the 13-and-a-half. I think this is a very close game, and Miami's due for a little stutter step, right? They're due for a game like this where they kind of show out kind of flat. You know, it's a 1 o'clock. It's not a prime time, right? So, you know, they got this game on Friday. They got a short week next week. Maybe they're kind of, you know, maybe they're overlooking the Raiders a little bit. They're looking forward to that Jets game on Black Friday, right? Is Aaron Rodgers going to come back? Probably not until Christmas, but if the Jets can even be in the playoff race by then, who knows? But you never know. I just think it's a pretty high spread for Miami, but I'm going to take the Dolphins to win. I don't know if they will cover, but I think they do win. So give me give me Miami to beat the Raiders. Anyway, Cowboys and Panthers. Okay. <sighs> Boy. I got to pick a burn your cable box game of the week. And you know what? I was going to pick Vikings Broncos, but I think that actually can be an entertaining game if it wants to be. I'm actually going to pick this one. And it's Cowboys at Panthers. Um, this is a game that I, I guess Fox is promoting a lot. I've seen a lot of promotions for this game. If they send poor Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson to this game... Um, I hope they bring some holy water, and I hope they bring some uh, some prayer beads, because I'll tell you what, man. Carolina, I, you know, they, they, they have some fight in them, but they're bad. And I don't think Bryce Young's bad. I think it's just they're young, and Bryce Young is young. So, I see they're a bad team, and, you know, I could definitely see the Cowboys. They're favored by, by ten and a half. I could definitely see Carolina hanging around in this game. For sure. But I think at the end of the day, I think Dallas has been taking care of bad opponents and putting them to sleep pretty early. So I like Dallas in this one. Hopefully Tony Pollard can contribute a little bit more. He was nowhere to be found last week. It's really embarrassing for him. Maybe you get him going this week. You know, give Dak a little bit of a rest with the arm. Really start running t- Troy Pollard a little bit. This would be the week to do it. Especially you got a short week next week. You have the Washington Commanders coming in on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I think Carolina, and, and this is thing too, you know, maybe they're looking ahead to that Thanksgiving game. Do they overlook Carolina? I think Carolina sticks in it. I don't know if Dallas covers the 10.5, but I think they do win. I think Dallas wins for sure. All right, Bears at Lions. Listen, Detroit's favored by 7.5. It's at Ford Field. I like Detroit by like three touchdowns. And 
you can say, oh, Justin Fields is going to play. Okay, sure. Whether or not he plays, I don't think it really matters because I think Detroit is so darn good, and you can say whatever you want about their defense. But I will say, even if they aren't the best defense in the league, they still go out and play so hard for Campbell. And their offense is so good. They have so many weapons, and they have so many vital pieces to that offense. To that, their offense, when it gets running, no one can stop it. And even if they do have a bad defense, okay, sure, bad defense. How are you going to stop their offense? You got one of the best, two of the best running backs in the league right now with Gibbs and Montgomery. Boom, boom, right? Your one-two punch. You got St. Brown. You got Jameson Williams. You got Kevin Reynolds. You got all these weapons. And Jared Goff is playing uh, so well this season. So well. And I think right now, there's no way the Bears win this game. I'll just say that. Especially at Ford Field. That place is going to be rocking. Give me a break. Detroit, big win, three touchdowns. Sorry to everybody <laughs> from my family who's listening to this, but Detroit's winning this game. Huge. Absolutely huge today. But there is good news for these Illinois people that are listening that are my family from Illinois because the next game is the Chargers of Los Angeles against Green Bay in Lambeau Field. Yeah, the Chargers are favored by three. I like Green Bay to win. J.K. Jordan loves the quarterback. Why would I say that? Chargers win by three touchdowns. <sighs> no, they don't. Let's be honest. They're not going to win by three touchdowns. They're not. They're not going to. It's going to be close. You know why? Because Green Bay sticks in games. But at the end of the day, I think the Chargers find a way to not choke. At the end of the day, Jordan Love is going to throw interceptions in the red zone. That's what he does. Give me the Chargers to beat the Green Bay Packers. Not by three touchdowns, but I think by a touchdown. It's very close. Chargers pull it out in Lambeau. All right, Giants and Commanders. Uh, listen, Commanders are favored by nine. Uh, I say that's high, but I will say Sam Howell is a passing leader in the NFL. He's a passing leader in the NFL. I'll say that one more time. Sam Howell is a NFL passing leader this year. As of now. So let that sink in. I like Washington to win, though. But give me by a field goal. Giants make this a closer game than people think. Give me Washington at home. Close, though. Giants cover. Washington wins. All right, Niners at home to take on the Buccaneers of Tampa. San Francisco by 11.5. I think Buccaneers keep this close early. Niners pull away. McCaffrey's upset he didn't get that touchdown last week. To make it a 17-game streak. They killed the Jaguars last week. They continue that against a reeling Tampa Bay team who has lost their way. Give me San Francisco by two touchdowns. Bucks cover early. Can't cover at the end. I like I like San Francisco. Alright, Jets at Bills. Whew. Bills favored by seven. That's high. That's really high. I like the Jets. To win. And you can call that an upset if you want. But I think Buffalo is playing so darn bad that I think they're going to come to this Jets game and be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't here? Well, we'll just cruise. You know, Buffalo, (laughs) yeah, they're not playing well. And I will say, if Buffalo does want to salvage this season, I I, I hope I'm not being too melodramatic when I say this. This is a must win. Really. Because you look at their schedule – 
the Bills. Okay. You have the Jets. Then you have, listen to this, at the Eagles, at the Chiefs, home at the Cowboys, home to the Cowboys, at Vegas, or excuse me, at Los Angeles, take on the Chargers. Patriots at home at Dolphins. That's one win in there. Maybe two wins. Chargers and Patriots. Patriots is your only guaranteed win in there. That's it. That is the most brutal schedule to end with. Dolphins, Eagles, Chiefs. You have to go back-to-back weeks. I'm sorry, they might get a bye in there. But they still have to play the Eagles and the Chiefs. That's a rough schedule. This is almost a must-win for the Jets or for the Bills. They have to win this, and I don't think they're going to win this because I don't believe in Josh Allen anymore. So I like the Jets to win. And you can say, well, Zach Wilson throws interceptions. Zach Wilson doesn't play well. He doesn't play well. I'm not going to sit here and defend him. He doesn't play well. But their defense is so good and keeps them in games. With Quentin Williams up front, it doesn't matter. And there are some plays where Zach Wilson looks really good. So I will say, Buffalo looks bad right now. If they want to prove it to me that they want to make the playoffs, they got to win this game this week. They have to do it. Ha- a must win. It is a must win for them. Because they cannot afford to lose too many more games. Because this one against Denver, they really needed to win and they couldn't. So let's just see what happens. But I like the Jets to win. Call it an upset if you will. I don't think it is. But give me give me the Bills to win. Alright, Rams and Seahawks. Or Seahawks at the Rams, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Seattle's favorite one. It's a pick em. Uh I like Seattle by like a touchdown, I think at least. A field goal or a touchdown, I think it's a little more than that. I, I don't think the Rams are necessarily that awe-inspiring. So I'll take Seattle. I, I like them to at least move by a field goal or a touchdown somewhere in there. So give me Seattle. I like Geno, even though some people say he's reeling a little bit. I'm um, using that term a lot tonight, but, you know, uh, some, some say he's a little off. This might be a week to prove it for me. So... Let's we'll take Seattle. We'll see how that goes. I'll be interested to see. It should be a tight one though. It should be a fun game. All right, Vikings and Broncos is the night game, Sunday night football. Um, Denver's favored by two and a half. I'm gonna take the Vikings, and the Vikings money line looks kind of nice. Uh, Josh Dobbs played really well for Minnesota, by the way. And a fun fact: Josh Dobbs was actually the backup quarterback for Cleveland in training camp. <laughs> Ain't life funny, huh? Them's the breaks, huh? Yeah, Dobbs now in Minnesota playing well. Now everybody's like, oh, the Justin Jefferson connection with uh, with Josh Dobbs. Um, how nice that would be, yeah. Uh, Dobbs is looking pretty good, I will say. And, and last year when he played that, that game where if they won, they won the division against Jacksonville, he played horribly. And this season it's like he's a whole other player. He's incredible, and um, I'm going to take Vikings in this game. I know it's at Denver, but I, I will say uh, Denver's looking decent, too. Denver's looking pretty decent, too. So um, it'll be a close one, but I think at the end of the day, I think Minnesota wins. So, All right, Monday night, Joe and Troy get a hell of a game. Kansas City at home. To take on the Philadelphia Eagles. 
This is the Kelsey Bowl 2.0. Um, this is the Kelsey Bowl, right? So, it's a big deal. Gridiron Heights Bowl is a big thing. Uh, Taylor Swift is still a Travis Kelsey. Um, I'm guessing she's going to be at this one. I don't know. Don't really care, because I don't care. Um, but I will say that uh, this is going to be really fun to watch. Kansas City's favored by two and a half. You watch it on ABC, ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. Basically everywhere except the moon. Kansas City's favored by two and a half. I like Philadelphia. Yeah, I like Philadelphia. And they both had buys last week, but I like Philly. I think coming in, I think they're they're going to have some fresh legs. I like Swift in the running game. I think they're just going to be able to open up it a little bit more. And that defense is so astounding that I don't know if Kansas City can really score on them. I like I like Philly to kind of beat them by like a couple of touchdowns. I think they go into Kansas City. I think they lay down the law. I think T-Swiss is pretty sad. But you know what? I like Philly to win this one. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. Guys, I want to thank you so much for putting up with my uh, stuff tonight. Um, It's been a while since I've done a podcast on my own. So if I seem a little... Uh, out of it, or if I seem a little exacerbated, is that a word? Exacerbated? Exasperated? Right? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I just have not done a podcast by myself in so long, so uh, if I seemed a little bit nervous tonight, that's why. It's been a while since I've done one on my own, but don't worry, we will have a whole slew of guests back next week, so... There will definitely be more content. I'm going to put more stuff out. I've just been so busy with school and everything. But now that I'm going to be on break for a week, I'm going to have some time to catch up on some stuff. And, guys, I appreciate you listening. And uh, I'll be the first to tell you, happy holidays. It's a fun time to be a sports fan. you got college basketball. you got college football. you got the NFL. Things are finally looking pretty good. And... I'm just glad I could be here to share it with you guys. And go ahead and check out the First and Ten on the Bubble, all those great podcasts. Uh, and, and, guys, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for sticking with us. Have a good football weekend. Thank you.